Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad that you joined me today. This is our second week of this brand new show that I'm really enjoying, and I hope it's helpful to you. We are really talking today about this idea of showing up as a grown-up and what it means to be the best version of you, which is being a grown-up. And we talked last yesterday and earlier this week about this whole need for reparenting and claiming myself and attaching to me, being with me all the time. And what I want you to really think about is, what kind of parent did you need? What parent would you have liked to have had? Because we all come from uh, mistake-making parents. I, I say to, to myself, to people all the time, who else is God going to pick from? Us. He only has us to pick from. There are no perfect parents on the planet. And the majority of us came from parents that really tried to do better than what their parents did. And so it's really our job to keep that tradition going, that we want to do even better than they did when we parent our children. Well, the other thing you want to think about is how you parent yourself. It's that reparenting issue. And so it's being with yourself all the time, and that's part of where we get self-control, is that we are our own parent. We talk to ourselves. We consequence ourselves. We hold ourselves accountable. We attach to ourselves. We care for ourselves, Because grown-ups care for themselves. You know, there's that pain that we have uh, from childhood many times that we didn't get the care that we needed. So we grow up and we hope that we're going to find that person that does that for us, that cares about us the way we wanted to be cared for. And unfortunately, that's not what the adult world is like. We oftentimes have met people, I'm sure you know these people, that really just won't take care of themselves. They won't manage themselves. They won't monitor themselves. They don't hold themselves accountable and, and they're not easy to be with. They are quite complicated people. And what I want you to remember is that complication is very different than complexity. We are all extremely complex individuals, but we don't want to be complicated. We don't want to complicate our life by refusing to grow up and thinking that somehow, some way, we're going to get those needs met that we never got met when we were children. And unfortunately, th- those days are over. We, we can't go back. We can't go back and get those needs met. What we can do is recognize that from this point forward, I can be that parent. I can be that best friend. I can be that person that cares for me and cares about me. And one of the best ways to honor God is to care about the people he cares for. And you are one of them. So one of the ways that I honor God is that He can trust me with myself, and he's very thankful that I'm willing to take on myself and that I'm willing to take responsibility for myself and parent myself so that 
the people that he brings into my life are blessed because they know me more often than not, I hope. But I don't want to be one of those people that, that people have to go to therapy over. I don't want to be the person that they need to be repaired or restored because they interacted with me. I want them to be repaired if they interact with me and to be restored when they walk away from being with me. And so this idea of reparenting is paramount when it comes to being an adult. I, I say to people, you know, imagine a world where everyone just took care of themselves. What would that be like? If everyone just really took responsibility for themselves and only managed themselves, didn't even necessarily always worry about everybody else, but really just took care of themselves, what a different world we would have. So the second thing today that we're going to really address is this understanding of the past, the present, and the future, how it affects our relationships, our expectations, our emotional regulation. Because one of the things that adults understand is the past, the present, the future. They understand the present is fleeting. The future truly is not within our control other than what I'm willing to do in the present. And the past is truly the past. And I can't go back and undo the past. I can heal from the past. I can learn from the past. I can work hard at not repeating the past if it was negative. But I can't do anything about the past. The past is over. It's done. And I may need to grieve that. There may be loss involved. But the most beautiful thing about the past is that it is truly the past. And I want you to understand this concept about the present and the future. One of the greatest gifts that God gives us is that the past is truly the past. It's over. So no matter how bad it was, no matter how bad your last decision was, maybe you made a terrible decision yesterday. Maybe you, over the weekend, got a DUI. That's a life changer for sure. Maybe you um, slipped, you made a fateful mistake of being unfaithful to your partner, your spouse. Maybe you stole some money from the company. Whatever that is, whatever that last choice that is so regrettable was, the most beautiful thing about the future is the thousands of new choices available to me. So we can't undo the past, but we can choose well from that point on, which means I don't have to bring the past into my present, which then dictates my future. I actually can let the past be in the past. So if I had a fateful choice, terrible choice that I'm horribly embarrassed about, the nice thing is, is time keeps going. I don't have to live in it. I don't have to be stuck there. And adults understand that. Adults understand, I need to show up today as a grown-up. I need to do today different than I did yesterday. I need to not lament yesterday. I repent of yesterday. I learn from yesterday. I don't bring yesterday into my present day, which then dictates my future. So I have thousands, thousands, millions of choices available to me starting from this moment on. So choose well choose well. Honor yourself, honor God, honor the people that love you, and do better. Just fix it. Best as you can, just fix it. That's one of the hallmarks of an adult, is being realistic and not getting stuck 
in the lamenting of the coulda, shoulda, woulda, if only then. We learn from the past so that we don't repeat it. If it was good, then we learn to repeat what was good. So the other portion of this understanding the past, the present, the future, is adults are able to get over things and move on. Little kids, teenagers, get stuck. They can't move on very well. Part of what we teach them is moving forward. And so it's getting over the past. It's getting over what someone did to me. It's forgiving them and moving forward. And so there are many things, oftentimes, that we may forgive. And the moving forward may be that we don't move forward with that person. But we still need to move forward. We can't continue to bring our past into our future and let it affect the future negatively. If God gets over our past, then we need to get over our past. And we need to move on. Now, it sounds a lot easier than it is. But it is one of the healthiest things that you can do for yourself so that you have a life that is meaningful and purposeful and one that you are overall proud of. And so this idea of getting over, getting past something, God says, you know, I, I put your sins as far as the east is from the west. I remember them no more. Now, one of the reasons that God does not need to remember our sins is he doesn't need to learn from them. So we remember our sins so that we learn from them. But we let them be as far as the east is from the west. And we move forward. This is what God teaches us. He says, listen, we reason together. We reason together. You get it. You get why that's wrong. You get the consequences. You understand why I'm asking you not to do that. It's not good for you. It's not healthy for you. Now let's move on. Let's learn. Let's get, let's get over it. Let's get past it. Because the egocentric person can't get over their imperfection. They can't get over the fact that they're just human. And so healthy well-rounded, grounded humans know they make mistakes. This is, one of the, unfortunately, one of the ways we learn. I wish we didn't have to learn by making mistakes, but it is a commonality among all humans. So we learn. One of the greatest gifts we could give the people that love us and, and to, to honor God is learning from our mistakes. So let's really make a concerted effort to forgive ourselves forgive others, move forward as we've learned from whatever it was. And it's the same thing with with great accomplishments. We have to get over those too. We can't live in the past of some great accomplishment that we had in high school or in our early 20s or or wherever that was and, and not live today because today can never measure up to whatever that great event was back there. We need to keep moving forward through our life and live our life well. We need to show up in every moment of our life and live it well. We choose well, we live well. So the the other thing that I want to talk to you about today, and we're going to spend quite, quite some time on this, is that adults have a personal code that they're committed to and they don't violate it. Even if society organizations, friends, allow it. 
Adults do not change the value system to the environment to match the environment they're in. They bring the value system with them everywhere they go. They have a moral code that defines them, that they take with them in every situation. See, adults can do whatever they want. No one can make me do anything. But that's not how children feel. See, children feel like they have to get away with something because something's being withheld from them. And somehow they think it's not fair. I should be allowed to do this. And so I say to adults, well, you can do anything you want. (laughs) Go ahead. Knock yourself out. But you will pay the consequences for it. And so the nice thing when we're growing up is that oftentimes adults manage some of the consequences of our mistakes. If I get in a car wreck, I crash the car when I'm 16, guess who has to pay to fix it? My dad. My dad. Right? So he helps compensate for some of the consequences. But as an adult, I pay for the consequences. I choose the consequences I get, whether they're positive or negative, by the behaviors that I participate in. That goes back to the claiming myself. I'm the one living my life. I don't have any other life I'm allowed to live but my own. So understanding that consequences as an adult can either be positive or negative. But I get to choose. I can choose whatever consequences I get. If I choose to defy my own moral code, I will experience the consequences that come with it, and I will probably have to pay for it. I won't have someone there that's going to compensate. I may have some moral support from friends and family. If I'm married, maybe my husband has to pay for some of the consequences as well because he's attached to me, right? What you want to think about is that claiming yourself means that I get to take responsibility and I get the good things that come with living a healthy moral code, having a value system that actually brings good consequences into my life. So nobody can tell me what to do other than myself. And I need to show up as that grown-up in my life that says to me, Cynthia, not a good idea. You may be tempted. You may want to. You may brainstorm as a way to get away with something. But it will find you out. Your sins will find you out. They always do. So adults don't change their value system to fit the environment that they're in. They are able, remember we talked about tolerance, they're able to tolerate those negative feelings, which means that, you know, I may get some grief for the fact that I won't break my own value system. I I won't go against my own moral code, and it might not make me very popular. But I know that I can live with myself. And I know that I have averted some very negative consequences in the long run. So adults have that internal strength that says, I have to live with myself. Do I want to be popular? Or do I want to live a moral life? I can't sometimes have both. And I can tolerate not being popular. Because in the long run, my life goes much better. And why would I want to be popular with people that, that are wanting me to break my own moral code? That, w- that would mean they don't really care about me at all. Why would they ask me to do that? That would mean they are not safe people. And one of the hallmarks of an adult is the ability to pick safe people. 
One of the hallmarks of an adult is that adults take time. So I may click really well with someone the first time I interact with them, but that doesn't mean that we're best friends. That takes time. And time always reveals truth. Is this person truly who I experienced? Because they will show themselves over time. So I want you to remember this verse, this John seventeen 15, we've talked about it a couple of times. And it says, my prayer is that, is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. You protect them from the evil one. Now, sometimes the evil one is ourself, right? See, adults are able to be in the world and not changed. Because they're managing their own internal world. They're not needing the external world to bring out good things in them. But they are bringing good things to the external world because of their internal world. It's that famous saying, everywhere I go, there I am, right? So am I bringing goodness to each interaction that I am having? Or am I expecting the external world to bring out good things in me? That's what little children do. That's what little children uh, struggle with, is that we are managing their environment so we bring good things out in them. Same as pets, right? We are really managing their external world because they don't manage it themselves. So when we have a personal value system, what does this mean? And this is done by, uh, by I like what this, this particular person, is. his name is Herford. And, and he, has, he has really explained personal value systems very well. And, and what he says is it's a set of principles or ideals that drive and or guide your behavior. You decide this. Now, you can take it from other places. You can copy what, from other people if you like what they're doing. Certainly, the Bible is a great resource for developing a personal value system and a set of guiding principles and ideals. But you are the one that does that. You determine that. The world, friends, family, don't decide that for you. That's being dependent. And if you remember earlier on in the week, we talked about dependency independency, interdependency, and counterdependency. Dependent people let you think for them. Dependent people let you decide for them. Dependent people abdicate their own self-responsibility. And unfortunately, oftentimes, many dependent people, just like children, blame you if it doesn't work. So it's imperative that as an adult... I take time and determine my own principles, my own ideals, my own moral code. This, this personal value system gives you structure and purpose. It helps you determine what is meaningful and important to you. Because what you may think is meaningful and important, I may not think that. I don't have to think the same as you. I just have to understand that I'm responsible for whatever I decide is meaningful and purposeful. It helps me express who I am. It helps me to let you know what I stand for. Anyone that gets to know me for any length of time, and it doesn't take too long, really knows what I am, who I am, what I do, and what they can depend on. So if I break a code, they're shocked. They go, that doesn't seem like you. I didn't think you would do that. And I say to them, you're right. I don't do that. 
and I need to take care of it, and I need to fix it, and I need to apologize. Because I take responsibility for my own moral code, and if I break it, I take responsibility for it. So if you're unaware of or become disconnected from your values, you end up making choices out of impulse, instant gratification, rather than on that solid reasoning and responsible decision-making. This is where we get a very chaotic life. This is where we get an undependable person. This is an untrustworthy person. This is someone we may like a lot, but we may not really trust them. Because if I'm disconnected from my own value system, then I am just pushed to and fro by whatever wind the world is, 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 is giving me. Whatever, wherever the wind is blowing, that's where I'm going. Instead of me having a rudder that uses the wind as energy, but I decide where, where I go. I decide the direction. So your values also define your character. So when we're dealing with characterological people, these are people that are not trustworthy. And, and many times uh, in marriage counseling, I will say to people, you know, I need to get to know you and your spouse. And, and if they're immature, then we're going to get them grown up. If they are characterological, which means they are a narcissist, not just an immature person, because immature people can seem very, very narcissistic. It doesn't mean that they have a character disorder. So I will say to them, if I, if I come to find that they are sociopathic, psychopathic, characterological, a narcissist, a bona fide narcissist, I won't help you stay with them. I can't, with good character, help you stay with someone that is harmful. Because, see, immature people are hurtful. Characterological people are harmful. And there's a great distinction. So your values define your character. Are you a person of character? Are you a person that's trustworthy? Are you a person that's dependable? As you're hearing this show, I want you to be thinking of words that you want to have someone describe you as. One of the greatest compliments for me is if someone says, no, you can really trust Cynthia Hyatt. She tells you the truth. She does it kindly, but she always shoots straight. All of my clients, my friends, they always know I'm, I'm going to tell them the truth. And it doesn't mean I do it harshly. It doesn't mean I do it with judgment. But they always know that what I say is what I mean. I mean what I say, and I say what I mean. So my words are trustworthy, and I choose my words carefully. I don't like taking things back. I don't like having to say to someone, I don't like what I just said, or I don't like what I said last week. I need to take that back. I need you to allow me to fix that. I need you to know that that, that was a misstep, and I'm not, I'm not proud of it. I'm not happy about it. And I want to apologize for it, and I want to undo it. I don't like having to do that. I will do that because that's also part of my character. I will do that, but I don't like it. So we're coming to the very end of the show today. I'm so glad that you joined me and listened, and I hope this has been helpful. And I want to make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com, and that's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. You can listen to all of these shows on the podcast you can also make sure that you check out all the social media. We have some great things. We have blogs, we have Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, all those areas. Have a blessed week. 
And tomorrow, we have one more day, we're going to finish up the value systems. So God bless you in your day today. To hear today's program again or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m. and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember... Be your own best version. Yeah.